Yeah. I um, started doing the exercises and then I felt so much better so quickly. I slacked off. And that's what I tell them all the time. You'll be back because you'll feel so good and you'll stop doing them. You are listening to The Dr. Haley Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you optimize your health. Each episode, there will be an interview or a message to help you discover better health. We will be featuring health radicals on the show to bring new ideas to the table, as well as doubling down on key fundamentals to support you living your best life. Your host is no other than the founder of Haley Nutrition, Dr. Michael Haley. Welcome to the Dr. Haley Show podcast. I'm Dr. Michael Haley, your show host. And recently I had a discussion about back pain and chiropractic with a long distant friend of the family. She had a recurrence of pain and was trying to figure out what to do next. I know there's a lot of people out there that also have pain, don't know what to do about it. So we recorded the conversation. I hope that it's of some benefit to others out there that are having similar problems. And, you know, lately I've been busy running Haley Nutrition, too busy to take new patients. So we're not establishing a doctor-patient relationship here. But if you have pain, this episode will help you know what to do or what not to do. I guess you're going to have to listen and see what that means. So let's get into it. So, yeah, what's going on? Okay, I um, I want to know, you know, how you deal with it with patients. What's happened with me is um, when, uh, before I knew exactly what I had, you know, I broke the foot, used the knee rover, but when I was able to start walking and be upright, it went away, I mean, almost entirely. I only felt a little glitch here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, then a physical therapist had me doing the wrong exercises, bending backwards, Mm. really aggravated it hurt. Um, I'm sure the anxiety I was having made it worse. (laughs) So went to a new place, uh, chiropractor, um, and like almost after the first session, pain level went way down to like a one, two. And then eventually, you know, zero. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. It starts to get spring. We go out in the work in the yard and have pain again. So just kind of update of Mm -hmm. what's been going on. I'm just collecting information, all the different options, what might be best. So somebody walks in to you. Now, if my memory serves me right, you had said two things, and you can clarify. You don't always do an x-ray, and it doesn't necessarily mean that's where your pain is coming from. So take it from there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And just to clarify, you know, since you did well with the chiropractor and the pain came back in the spring, have you been back to that chiropractor or no? Yes. Yes. And then it just didn't work as well. Uh, Now, I may not have given it enough time. Uh, I did about 
uh, I don't even know, three, four sessions. And I would get very bad pain after. Mm. And then it would go down, uh, but not down far enough. Like it, it you know, mm-hmm. and I may not have given it enough. Okay. Um, I'm willing to go back. So. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll clarify what I meant by the x-rays and it might not be the same level. A lot of times we'll take x-rays and we will see changes at a certain joint. Like, you know, bony changes where the bone is kind of growing little protrusions and, and the edges are getting fuzzy and kind of ugly, or maybe the disc is collapsing. And we Mm -hmm. see that and we think, oh, well, there's the problem. But Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily the problem because your pain might be coming from the one above or the one below or two above that level or, you know, a different place. So I don't like the fact that the x-rays will often take our attention away from the real problem. Or we might say, oh, you have a herniated disc at L5. Well, yeah, Mm -hmm. but maybe the pain is coming from L3 or from your sacroiliac joint. So. That's why getting on the table and actually feeling around and figuring out exactly which joint is the problem instead of treating what we see on the x-ray. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, um, to me, that makes the most sense. Now, sometimes they correlate perfect and the Mm x-ray is helpful because we actually see, well, not only do I know that your pain's coming from here because when I feel it and touch it, you know, you flinch and, you know, but I can Mm -hmm. see on the x-ray this particular change. So that's probably causing that particular pain. Okay. I got it. And it it might help me, but the reality is in all my years as a chiropractor, the x-rays have never really helped because I've always focused on, relied on what I felt and, that got me the best results. Oh, okay. When I touch people and feel and poke and, and, you know, okay, so it hurts in this direct. What if I hold it this way? That gives you relief. You know, when you bend it this way, when you bend that way, and we kind of figure out what's going on that way. And I, I think that's more reliable than x-rays. X-rays are good for saying, oh, you don't have cancer in your bones. Okay. Or any oh, gross you know, you don't have a, a fracture here right. or, or some kind of gross problem that would mm-hmm. say, well, we're not, this is not a chiropractic problem. Okay. You know, that's kind of what x-rays are really good for showing okay. us that it's not something that should be treated. Okay. Uh, but even that it's so funny because we usually figure that out and we say, you know, this is when I want to take an x-ray on. And now when I see the results, now I know why. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's not going to apply in your situation because there was no traumatic injury and you've had this before and it just seems to be coming back and injuries tend to do that. Areas of weakness Mm -hmm. tend to come back. Okay. So let's talk about chiropractic a little bit and what Mm -hmm. it is and why it works. Okay. Sometimes we do things like roll around on one knee like you did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For a period of time, and it makes things unbalanced. And our spine or our posture muscles might tighten up on one side to try to keep everything kind of level. 
so okay. to speak. But it's keeping it level for being one knee on a wheel and the other foot walking. Right. And that's not an optimal situation. And then when that changes, your spine has to adjust. And there's okay. weaknesses and there's tightnesses on one side. There's inequalities. Mm -hmm. What has happened is muscles have changed maybe length or ligaments or tendons have changed length. Maybe there's scar tissue in there. It's just not balanced and smooth functioning like it used to be. Mm -hmm. So, and that does affect nerves. If we can restore that function and decompress that area and take the pressure off the nerves, you should mm -hmm. have less pain. Okay. Or more function, whatever that nerve went to, whether yeah. it be a muscle or an organ. Okay. So how do we fix that? Um, chiropractors will try to figure out exactly where the problem is and push things in a direction of an improved posture and better function. Okay. Chiropractic is not the only way to do that. Okay. In fact, I like to tell my patients that, you know, I can adjust you and I can adjust you forever. And if you don't help me, you'll probably need it forever. I see. But if you continue to do the exercise that I recommend okay. and keep things moving on your own and keep okay. things balanced and, and loose and, you know, the, the work the muscles evenly in, in both strengthening and stretching, you know, you keep them healthy on mm -hmm. both sides, you know then you will need a lot less of me. Yeah, okay. Usually when people come to me, uh, some chiropractors will say, okay, I'm going to treat you three times a week for the next X number of weeks. And, you know, and then two times a week, then one time a week for this long. And then, you know, then we'll see, we'll reevaluate then. And, you know, you're left thinking, oh, and then I should be good after this $5,000 plan. <laughs> um but the problem with that is it puts it all on the chiropractor and there's no responsibility on you. Okay. If I'm yep. transferring the responsibility to you, chances are you'll need a lot less treatments. Yep. Uh, that's exactly what happened to me. And my chiropractor told me that. <laughs> <laughs> so, confirmation. Okay. Yeah. I um, started doing the exercises and then I felt so much better so quickly, I slacked off. And that's what and I tell I, them all the time. You'll be back because you'll feel so good and you'll stop doing them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that was one of my questions for you. So you just answered it. Like, how important are exercises and what do they exactly do? And you you just explained that to stretch. Stretch and strengthen, and all of that. Plus, a big one for me is the muscle tension. I clench my muscles so bad because of the anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can tell, uh, I do, I probably do it all day too, but um, when I sleep mainly, and um, because even my upper back will hurt, like right. everything hurts. So, and how my upper back hurts 
is the same sensation of some of the same sensation of how my lower back hurts. So um, that's keeping things all discombobulated. Yeah. You know, the, the easiest exercises and, you know, for some people they're not right. And if maybe you go to a physical therapist and they give you particular exercises and you do it, it makes things worse. Um, It doesn't mean they were bad exercises. It just means though they might be good for most people. You know, for you in particular, you have this particular weakness and this one aggravates it. And even in aggravating it doesn't mean it's bad, but it might be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, there are conditions where certain exercises will aggravate and prevent you from getting well. Yeah. So, you know, if you're hypermobile in an area, you know, overstretched, your ligaments are stretched and damaged. We call it plastic Mm. deformation because ligaments can stretch like plastic and then not necessarily bounce back like a rubber band. That would be plastic deformation, whereas rubber bands bounce back. So let's say that you had ligaments that were stretched and they were hypermobile. And then you're, you continue to stretch that area, making it even more hypermobile. Okay. You know, so you probably don't have that, but it just shows that sometimes you know, the exercises that are good for most people aren't because you could have something that makes you weak in that area. I gotcha. So you should probably pay attention. I like to say, pay attention to the spirit. The doctor mm-hmm. says you should do something and you're doing it, but it doesn't feel right. Yeah. The doctor's probably wrong. It's Dr. Haley interrupting this podcast to plant an Easter egg for my faithful fans. We've got some 4th of July sales starting early at HaleyNutrition.com. And with the coupon code FIREWORKS, you'll get an additional 7% off through the month of July 2023. So head there now, get a tube of anti-sun SPF 20 so you don't get sunburned on the 4th of July. And a tube of Eutherm Aloe Cream to soothe the parts that you forget to protect from the sun. The Eutherm Aloe Cream is a perfect minor burn care and even better after suntan moisturizer. Now, let's get back to the show. I like to say, pay attention to the spirit. The doctor (laughs) says you should do something and you're doing it, but it doesn't feel right. Yeah. The doctor's probably wrong. Okay. You're probably right. Because you have that information talking to you from above down, inside out, speaking to you based on the information you feel, the God that is in you, that has turned everything you've eaten up to this point into who you are today. (laughs) You know, that's knowledge that we cannot, as doctors, compete with. Gotcha. Paying attention to it is golden. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. I, w- I like to coach people in exercises and kind of say it like this. The most important area for your flexibility, for your good motion of joints is your spine because that's where your central nervous system is. And mm-hmm. if you think about the easy movements, bending it all the way forward and all the way back. In mm-hmm. yoga, there's an exercise called cat-cow and you're on your hands and knees. Yeah. You round your back up, kind of like make mm-hmm. the angry cat posture right 
-hmm. And, you know, you might breathe in and out with that. And then you might, you know, exhale as you let your belly drop down and you look up towards the sky, bending mm -hmm. your spine the other direction. And you kind of go into this pumping flow of the cat cow position, flushing mm -hmm. out your whole spine forwards and backwards from the top to the bottom. Now, anytime you do any of these exercises, the rule is to explore the end range of motion. Don't go into it. Don't experience pain. Explore okay. and, and, and be in tune with where does my body say it's okay to go? And when I get to a certain point, you know, I, I sense something telling me not to go there. Okay. This is not a no pain, no gain thing. That's, that doesn't apply. Okay. This Got is it. a, I'm going to, I'm going to explore my full range of motion and I'm going to exercise within that full range of motion, mm -hmm. nurturing it, knowing that even staying in the boundaries, there's a good chance they'll expand in time. Okay. Now, not only bending it all the way forwards and all the way back, but, and there's other ways to do it. You can lay flat in the push-up position and mm -hmm. push down into the floor, letting mm -hmm. your low back relax and just bending your spine backward and looking up towards the ceiling. Yeah, but using... see, now that's the, the thing that hurts me is the bending back like that. Yeah. And the same rule applies, explore. And if you perceive mm -hmm. your body saying, don't do it, don't do it because your body yeah. is smarter than I am. Uh, and there are conditions, for instance, there's little tiny fractures that happen in people called like, well, antrolisthesis or spondylolisthesis. There's these names mm -hmm. for these very common fractures, like maybe 3% of the people have them. And, mm -hmm. and going, you know, to a certain point in that particular exercise can definitely make it worse. Okay. So, and maybe you shouldn't do that one at all. If something says, don't yeah. do it all, don't do it at all. But yeah. maybe the cat cows, maybe, maybe your body says, no, this one's okay, but be careful mm -hmm. when you're extending it, you know? Right. And then the other one is the child pose, the opposite of that, that one where you uh, you know, on your hands and knees, you put your butt all the way to the heels and kind of like the, um, prayer position, you know, on, mm -hmm. on the rug, you know, that, that particular posture rounding your spine all the way forward again. Well, rotation, mm -hmm. same thing, lay on your back. Maybe your knees go one way and your arms and shoulders go another way as we're rotating and rinsing out our spine. But if you have one of those conditions that doesn't like extension, you might not like rotation either. Pay attention okay. to your body, maybe explore it. Right. Because you want to flush out your joints and all of their healthy ranges of motion, forward okay. and backward, rotating left and right. Okay. You know, if you feel you should, when you're on your hands and knees doing the cat cows, uh, you think you should wiggle side to side, do uh, uh, something called, like, I believe it's called a dancing lion, you know, where your mm -hmm. hips are, you know, getting and your shoulders kind of getting into this flow of just mm -hmm. getting your spine nice and juicy. Okay. So, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the real key, you just do those exercises, you know, ask yourself, what does it feel like I should be doing and, and, and try it, mm -hmm. explore that motion. Okay, so the exercises, see if I have this right, they help loosen you and like decompression, kind of get some 
space in there and also strengthen to protect from re-injury. Is that all correct? Well, the strengthening is going to come from more physical activity exercises. Mm -hmm. And well, that's what I'm talking about. Exercises do these things. Yeah, but but the like the strengthening, like think of lifting weights as strengthening. Um, sometimes, oh, yeah, yeah, no, uh, you, not you know, that what? kind of strengthening. Just because uh, my muscles are weak, you know, yeah. I haven't exercised. I'm I'm 67, so I'm just thinking, you know, strengthening my muscles. Well, yeah, but as an example, um, you might do squats and. Mm -hmm. You know, at our age, we might say, okay, let's do super slow squats with no weight. Um, so I'm not going to mm -hmm. go up and down and really be traumatic on my knees. I'm going to use yeah. 15 seconds to go down and make my thighs parallel to the floor and then 15 seconds to go up. And nice. I, I might even hold on to something to, you know, a, a yeah. tree or something to, um, you know, just to secure myself and give me the stability I need to do this and maybe even help pull myself back up if I need it. So yeah. in doing that, you're strengthening your muscles and you're increasing the blood flow, not only in your muscles, but in the joints. See, those mm -hmm. are good exercises for increasing blood flow and helping our hormones that help heal things. But I at see. the same time, they're muscle shortening, which is mm -hmm. okay. Because once we get warmed up doing the muscle strengthening, now everything's warmed up. Now it's actually safe to stretch. So now yeah. we can better go into those stretches and be more effective because we got the juices flowing in our muscles first. We warmed them up, made them more flexible. Now we're going through the, you know, breaking the adhesions that are in there. You know, our, yeah. in, in our muscles, we get these like cross bonds, these adhesions where the strands are kind of connected to each other. And, yeah. and that makes us stiff if we never break them. As we continue to build those up, it gets like scar tissue and yeah. we get mm -hmm. old and less flexible. Mm -hmm. But as we continue daily to flush out our spines and, mm -hmm. and to move side to side and forward and backwards and rotate left and right, we're breaking some of those bad adhesions that happen in between the different tissues and muscle strands and I see. Yeah, yeah so excellent okay yeah this is good um really one last question because um this is one of the options in fact my chiropractor kind of uh he th thinks this is a good option <laughs> uh but that epidural spinal injection of steroid? I don't know. I don't have enough information to really know because he knows, you know, how many times you've been seen and what exercises you've been doing. And if you've mm -hmm. exhausted the proper uh, options first. Yeah. Like one thing I would want to know is let's say you did some mild activity, warmed up your muscles, and that could be as simple as walking or could be doing the super slow squats or could be playing tennis, you know, whatever mm -hmm. you do that gets the muscles and the juices flowing. And then mm -hmm. you did your stretches. Maybe you spent 15 minutes doing your stretches. The question I would have is when you're done with that, do you have less pain or more pain? Because if you have less pain, it tells me that what you need is more activity. 
Oh, okay. Okay. I'm writing. Yeah. Well, I'm not ready to do that because I know I haven't done the, you know, exercising and stretching and all that like I should. So, but since I have you on the line, I just wanted to cover that base. Well, that covers, I think that is all of my questions. And that really, that's really helps, Michael. That's a confirmation, yeah. you know, of these exercises and um all right michael thank you so much oh gosh i keep remembering one more quick one yeah the aloe how mm -hmm. long does that stay good in the freezer about a year okay because i haven't opened my second bottle and um just wanted to make sure and so you can that's real good you gave me those little bottles i can pour it and then put it back in the freezer um, yeah. how yeah. long does it stay good for when you're doing that? We recommend that people keep it in the refrigerator up to, up to 10 days. So if you melt the bottle completely and pour it into smaller containers and put them back in the freezer, we're going to assume that you used at least one of those days. All right. Then I know exactly how to do the second bottle. All right. I got to get back on that. <laughs> I've right. been having to try so many different things between the constipation and pain management and, you know, all of this stuff. It's like, yeah, I I'm tired of it. <laughs> you know, really, I'd rather just do some exercises and feel better. That's like the easiest route. <laughs> you know, I think that's going to be probably the, the real takeaway from this, meaning, yeah using it for diagnosing when you do them after you do them in the yeah. hour after you did them do you feel better or worse i think that's going to be the key takeaway okay all right awesome michael thank you so much i hope you enjoyed that episode today on the dr haley show Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you are listening to this. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot, and share this exact episode with them. You can catch the show notes for this episode on www.drhaley.com. If you want to geek out with Dr. Michael Haley on other radical health topics, be sure to check out his YouTube channel, where he posts exclusive video content. All the details are at www.drhaley.com and we can't wait to hang out with you on the next episode.